Four eyes and no sight. Poisonous bunchback toad. The soul of this man is his clothes. Beetle-headed, flap-eared knave. Anointed sovereign of sighs and groans. Hello, and welcome to the first 2019 edition of Strutting and Fretting, conversations with actors and performing artists from Houston and beyond. I'm your host, Timothy Eggert. Today, I'm talking with director Mary Yost and actor Hunter Green about Godspell. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. Thank you. It's truly an honor to have both Mary and Jesus here. <laughs> and likewise. Yeah, yeah, that's a terrible dad joke. <laughs> and it only goes downhill from here. This is going to go great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, Godspell has been around since, like, 1971. Uh, it's been performed around the world for decades. It's based on the Gospels of Matthew, Luke, and John. There have been countless versions, some including flower children and Jesus wearing a Superman t-shirt. Um, Mary, can you tell us a little bit about your vision for this particular production? Yes. Uh, when I found out a year and a half ago that I was going to be directing it, I started working on it immediately because I love this show. And I had all sorts of ideas and where we were going to um, place it, the time of the, of the um, disciples meeting Jesus. And as we started moving along after we had cast the show, it became really obvious that all my ideas were not going to be a part of the show anymore and we started then creating whatever the cast started bringing to the table for every rehearsal and that's probably what has built such a strong production okay so um can you tell me a little bit, is it okay to tell me a little bit about um, like what didn't make it into the, what did you have to throw out? Yeah, I really wanted it to be a reflection of how the church became uh, after Jesus's uh, life on earth and, and his um, death and resurrection. I wanted it to be about how the church built up around the world and then how it ultimately kind of was torn down and where we are today with such a, a fractured Christianity around the world. And I had a lot of ideas about projections and how they were going to reflect it and how they build a beautiful city. And uh, as, as we started going along, I just realized that that's not the direction that we needed to take it in. Okay, so are are there still elements in it that you absolutely had to have in the production and yes. that did survive? Yes. Um, when Jesus is washing the feet during Turn Back, Old Man, that was a really important element for, for me to have in there because it just showed that he was such a servant. And even though the people that were having their feet washed in our show kind of had snooty attitudes... He just went ahead and continued to do the next right thing. And I really wanted that to be reflected in that scene. Is there any kind of struggle to keep it fresh um, as far as, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's decades old now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, I mean, obviously the story itself is like 2000 years old, right. but um, you know, is, is there anything to keep Godspell I guess, alive and relevant to a current audience? I think so. And I think when they re did the uh, 2012 edition, that that's the one that we're doing, uh, they really updated a lot of the music. It's very challenging vocally for the cast. And um, they also updated um, some of the gags so that it was more in tune with what's going on today in the world. Uh, in some of that, we it, they gave us liberty to change those things if we need to. Some of them we've kept and some of them we've changed, knowing our audience. Mm -hmm. Has everything you've done been this collaborative or? No. 
No. no. Okay. So. No. And that's, this has been really amazing to watch them. Um, we had a, our photo shoot, which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that what I wanted to do was have them build a fort. And I just said, build a fort. And they kind of looked at me like, okay, we're going to build a fort. And then they started building this beautiful fort. And I knew at that moment that they were going to have the chemistry that they needed to continue to build a show and to to collaborate with one another and and bring it to fruition like they have. I've had the, uh, uh, I've, I've been fortunate to actually see it before having, you know, our interview. And I have to say that as an ensemble piece, it, it, it is really, it really works. And, um, there's, there's, I mean, obviously Hunter's Jesus and you've got a Jews, you've got a Judas in there and, mm -hmm. and obviously they need to be standout characters for mm -hmm. obvious reasons, but everybody else is really part of an ensemble and they shine in their own little element, but they, nobody really overtakes anybody right. else. And that's, um, a problem that I see in a lot of different ensemble pieces. Like there's always somebody who really kind of overshadows someone else or upstages them. And that's really not, um, that's really not going on here. I think that's mm -hmm. a great credit to the group that you've mm -hmm. put together. Mm -hmm. So I think too, a lot of that is that, um, in this show, it allows them to play themselves mm -hmm. and, and we've really encouraged them to play, to not, create a character but just to be themselves mm -hmm. and let the words that they speak and the and the lyrics to their songs um let them speak through them and they've done a really good job of doing that that's cool yeah um hunter yeah so yeah you're playing jesus i'm jesus um is that a little daunting very uh whenever i got cast in the show uh, it was about five minutes of panic attack and then it moved on to, okay, let's do this. I'm ready because I didn't really know like all the parables that were telling in the show. I had no clue what they were about, no clue what they meant. And so I was kind of coming into this, just knowing the music from the revival cast recording and that's mm -hmm. pretty much it. So it's been life-changing to play this i will say that i know that sounds corny but it really has because it has shown me parts of myself that like i didn't know i had and that i could do and it's not only helped me in like personal everyday life it's also helped me grow as an actor and actually cindy seiple who's in the show and she's amazing one night i got i was at rehearsal and i was just having like a super tough night and she said to me as actors you know we do theater and community theater because we love it. And you go and you get to do these shows that are so much fun. But every now and again, you get a show and a role that somehow it really connects with you and it helps you grow mm -hmm. and move up to that next level. And she was like, this is your moment. This is it. Just go. And for me, after hearing that, and Mary and I have had countless amounts of conversations and email exchanges about jesus and like what he meant when he said this because mm -hmm. the way the show is written in the script it's really not like normal conversational yeah how we all talk it's right i don't know what the word for it is biblical yeah talk sure <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah. that part of it was really hard to kind of dig down and understand exactly what he meant and that was like the biggest challenge was figuring out what he means and what he's saying and kind of where he's at in the point of his full storyline that he has even before, you know, the gospel of Matthew takes place. Mm -hmm. So it's been insane, but amazing <laughs> at the same time. And I cannot express that enough. Well, like, that, that's I've cool. had so much fun. Well, that, that's cool. So there's a lot of uh, ongoing reasons you guys were in rehearsal. Mm -hmm. um, what did you do to prepare this? Like what, you know, how did you approach this role going into it? Or, or did you just say, hey, I want to be in the show, give me anything, or were you specifically um, trying for this role? I really was going, I either wanted to sing All Good Gifts or play Jesus or mm -hmm. Judas, because yeah. in the show, those are the three parts that I think I can connect with the most, just mm -hmm. knowing the music itself. Yeah. And 
So as she had me start, you know, singing the music back for her, it really started to kind of like turn and resonate for me a little bit. And it's like, okay, this is a little bit more than I thought it was as far as what the show means mm -hmm. and, you know, how far you can take that as an actor on right. stage. And so coming into it, I really had no plan at all. <laughs> and talking literally everything that this, you know, character of Jesus has become is through conversations with Mary, mm -hmm. like number one, and just such good, like wholesome advice on not only just the show, but life itself too. And, you know, that's been kind of the best part of this is just getting to talk with somebody about it and just mm -hmm. kind of break everything down to a really simple level to where I can take that and then sure. use it on stage. Moment by moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um, do either of you have favorite moments from the show? I mean, without spoiling anything. Um, I have many favorite moments. Okay. But I can say that um, I think that what Hunter does with his role as Jesus is he brings um, a strength and a purity to that role mm -hmm. that has to be there. It can't just be um, somebody who's um, just a nice guy because he has to also be very strong and mm -hmm. be able to stand up for, for all the stuff that he knows is right. Mm -hmm. And Hunter does that beautifully. I really love the scene uh, with the Pharisees. And in the past, I've seen Godspell, I mean, I'm old, so I've seen it done lots yeah. over the years. Mm -hmm. It's not been one of my favorite scenes, and I have to say that that scene is just off the charts. I think it's so strong yeah. and so honest. And, Thank you. Well, it's true. It's yeah. so good. Well, yeah, she is yeah. right. Uh, having seen it myself, um, your Jesus is very um, compassionate, but also righteous when he absolutely mm -hmm. needs to be um, mm -hmm. because, you know, he, he is the ultimate authority, not only in the show, but in all the world. And, you know, yeah. and afterward, not alive anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I get it. And yeah. I, I think you can, um, it's very easy to do Godspell wrong. I think it's um, very easy to make it sort of uh, weird and cult-like. And mm -hmm. that's not what I agree. this mm -hmm. is, that's not what's happening here. Well, and I think, honestly, if I had gone with my original idea for it, that's how it could have come across. Yeah. And every time I just kept thinking, okay, tonight we're going to do this. And, and I would get this check and it would be like, no, and I'd be like, well, then what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be directing this show. And I would come in with choreography, for instance, and then somebody would say, hey, what if we all just did four counts and we put it all together and see what we get? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, they're building a fort again. This time they're just doing it with choreography. And yeah. it was beautiful. It was so much better than anything that I could have asked them to do coming mm -hmm. from my brain because it came from a bunch of brains to make it one good yeah. solid piece. So. So you, uh, which is why you describe yourself as a facilitator yeah. sort of in the program. Yeah. Um, have you found that you've ever been in that position before? Um, maybe not this much. Yeah. Yeah. I do really believe that that's the director's role is to let them kind of figure out where they need to go and mm -hmm. how they need to do it. And then I can come in and say, let's, this isn't reading or, yeah. but, um, not like this, no. no. I, I've just gotten to say, oh, let's try it over here, or maybe enter from the left. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Things like that. So. Well, now it's time for what we call the Fret-Worthy Five. Fret-Worthy Five. Hi-yo! <laughs> all right so this is the part of the show where we ask uh sort of weird random questions that have absolutely nothing to do with the show that you're in the theater in general etc and so forth and so um this is uh these are questions that i expect both of you to answer unless you say you know what pass okay and i can go on to the next one but you know the next one probably will be just as weird um and we stop when we've hit five of them. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. So here goes. Here we go. Here we go. We can do it. Ready? Oh my God, I'm so nervous. 
It's not that bad. <laughs> Would you rather keep your current sleep schedule or hibernate for three months and have nine months of 27, uh, 24-7 alertness without being tired? That's difficult because I think you're like me and our sleep schedules are terrible yeah. and we don't actually have one. No, mm-hmm. it's exactly right. So, I mean, <laughs> really, honestly, to be awake for 24-7 would be so awesome without yeah. it affecting anything. But then missing three months of life would be really hard. I don't know. <sighs> what months would they be? I'm the worst <laughs> I think person that's, for this I, game. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, I think it's up to you. Okay. Uh, um, if I could do it from like... October to December and just miss out on like all the holidays and not have to deal with it. I would totally be down. But if it was around like May to July, like during summer, yeah, I would want to keep my current sleep schedule. Yeah, okay. I'd rather just be honest about it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mary. Yeah, I I think I would really like to do the the three months sleeping and the rest. I. That would just be awesome just to go, 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 go. I would love that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Question number two. What makes someone a hero? Mm. All that comes to mind are just like adjectives. (coughs) Yeah. And like conviction, strength. Mm -hmm. Humility. Yeah. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Humility and service for me are the biggies. Okay. That makes sense. And honesty. Oh, that's so good. If something is wrong with your food at a restaurant, do you say something? No, I do not. I will own up to it. The only time I will is if there is like, I can't have cheese or like dairy because I'm puke everywhere. I'm like full on allergic. Like I will throw up, get like petechia where blood vessels break. Whoa. It's beautiful. No. But (laughs) (laughs) if there's cheese on it, I'll send it back because I can't have it. But if like I ask for like no onions and there's onions on it, I'm like, whatever. Like it's food. It's all going in the same way and coming out the same way. So whatever. I very politely asked them to fix it. Yeah. But I'm very polite because the waitress didn't do it. It's not their fault. Yeah. And I, I know how hard it is to yeah. to work in that job, but So you you worked in restaurants before? I have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but I do feel like when you're spending a lot of money on food, sure. I want it to be tasty the way yeah. I like it. Of course. So yeah. but I do feel bad for the for the mm-hmm. Wait, staff. Yeah. It makes me it's a my, tough like my job. skin crawl. Yeah, because I feel so cool. guilty. It's like yeah. you're working your ass I know. off. And it's like, Ugh, Hunter, I know. Hunter, have you not worked food. in a restaurant before? I know I haven't, but I have okay. worked in coffee shops. Okay. And like, I, have had mental breakdowns over people yelling at me that they're yeah, spilling yeah. on their lobby. Yeah, they didn't get enough shots of something. Exactly. Or, oh my goodness, Calm talk down. about it's coffee. first world issues. Right. <sighs> Hashtag first world problems. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's cool. Because I, I, now, now I'm kind of wondering if there's any kind of correlation between the people that do send stuff back and if they've worked in food service and, and the people who are afraid to. That's interesting. And I don't know if there's anybody, any, if, if anybody listening to this is doing a scientific study of this phenomenon, I'd, I'd love to um, hear about it. But Send me those results. Yes, I know. Peer-reviewed. Peer-reviewed yeah. results. Okay, Um Question number four. What do you think about clowns? They are very bad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what do you mean they're very bad people? (coughs) They just scare the daylights out of me. Always, ever since I was a little child. Not since it got popular to be afraid of clowns. Okay. They do scare me. Sure. You know there's a word for that. I do, but I don't know what it is. Calophobia. Uh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm, I'm remnant of Commedia dell'arte. I'm neutral. Or, or, like, okay. neutral. I have no preference. However, I do want to tell a story. We were sitting in the lobby at the Owen on yes, I think like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Uh-huh. I am telling the story. Cool. Sir. No, Just do that. <laughs> Love it. And there was a parade going by, and I oh, don't yeah. know what holiday it was for. Mm-mm. It was for the rodeo. Oh, yeah. It was for the rodeo. 
Anyways, there was like a truck of clowns that passed by, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen Marios be more disgusted than she was in that moment. I wasn't dis- I was like, like <laughs> creepy crawlies. <laughs> It was awful. Oh no! So what do you? Okay, describe this truck full of clowns. It was Was a truck full of clowns. Yeah, like fourteen clowns on the flatbed truck. Kind of, yeah. Like it's exactly what it sounds like. Like not riding in the not riding in the cab somehow. Like you might have been in the. There was a clown driving the yeah like the actual truck yeah because I remember seeing him and being like, "Hmm, I wonder what your day job like day job is (laughs) like. What do you really do with your life? I always think that when I see clowns, though, it's yeah. like, is this like the full time thing we're doing? And I think we had a discussion about clowns. That yes, day. <laughs> we did. Yeah. It. Oh my. Yeah. Nope. Mm. Okay. So we discovered Mary has gallophobia. I think I do. Okay. Yep. Good to know. Thank you. All right. Um, what are you most likely to stay up all night talking about? Uh, either God or babies. One or the other will okay. keep me up all night long. Okay. Yep. yep. So relaying your faith to others, or just or just, just talking about just it. Talking yeah, about yeah, or babies. Because mm-hmm. I specific I, babies. No, I was a mid a midwife. Okay. And when I was a midwife, we were up all night all the time, so we would talk babies, baby talk. Okay. Yep. I don't know if I should say the first thing that came to my mind because it's like terrible, but I think it's hilarious because I have a dark sense of humor. But well, it just say, depends on if you want this recorded for posterity. I mean, I was going to say childhood trauma, but... Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, just I mean, you know... That's like the real topic that I would like... If I was staying up with my sister, like we talked about our childhood. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if it was just like Stephen and I or a friend and I, we'd honestly probably just talk about life in general mm. and our feelings. Aww. I like to talk about my feelings. Okay. <laughs> Just being... That's neat. Well, Sorry. that's cool. Yeah. That's good. It's all right. All right. are good. There. Well, that's five. So wow. you, Yeah. You, we survived. Hi-oh. Hurrah. Are we the first ones to never skip? No, no. Oh, okay. No, no. Most people don't. I don't think... I, I think I've only had one or two skips, actually. Okay. But these were probably the most sort of existential questions I've asked in like, okay. kind of like a row. Especially that one about clowns. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's one of the ones that like people always skip? Um, what's your uh, favorite misheard lyrics? I've asked a couple uh, times because no one can ever seem to come up with that. Uh, like every word in Benny and the Jets. <laughs> right? Well, nobody well, ever seems to know that it. works. You know. <laughs> That's what people always do. But you know, um, it's like um. That's half uh, his songs, though. Yeah, it's, it's like half um, his songs. Oh, that's true. Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, I think for me, it's probably from Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana's. um, (laughs) And it's like, um, life is stupid and contagious. um, But the actual lyrics are, I feel stupid and contagious. And I just find that it's so much more, you know, deep the way I heard it than is actually the song. But, you know, I guess if you're really depressed anyway. Yeah. Which, you know, probably was as a teenager when the first time I heard that song. So, mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Mine would be, why don't, Beatles, why don't we do it in the road? And I always thought it was, why don't we don't it in the road? Because mm-hmm. we would do, I, you know, I was a little kid. Donut? Sure. Yeah. Oh, so, so, yeah, why spin don't we, around. Yeah, yeah, in donuts. A car. Yeah, donuts on the ice. Because, you know, a country. Yeah, That's a right? Ball. I know. Mm. Country and then I found out it was, why don't we do it in the road? Well, I, I think the, the answer to that is gravel. I think you know you don't want to get gravel in all that's... those hard to reach places. I think that's probably a good reason not to do it in the road. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, but when like, you follow up the next lyric, nah, it doesn't yeah. work. Sure. I'm probably not. What's yeah. the next lyric? No one will be watching us. <laughs> I mean, well, I I, I assume. <laughs> I assume the narrator for that song is lying. I don't know. It's just like there's there's such a a thing as like unreliable narrators, and I think m- m- most Beatles song is written by one. Who that? <laughs> McCartney <laughs> and, or Lennon? I, no, Lennon. An, an unreliable oh. narrator, just in general, just sort of yeah. Well, I you can always that. tell the difference between McCartney and Lennon song. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But the whole, I like this whole idea of the unreliable narrator thing, and I don't know why. 
I want to hear more about it. Okay. For real. I don't know why I just did it. <laughs> well, I'm not any kind of scholar, so I'll have to look it up before we uh, have our, our TED cool. talk about that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm completely confused by the unreliable narrator. <laughs> what does that mean? That's what uh, it means it's 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 person that's telling a story <laughs> that isn't entirely telling the truth or okay. does not always have all the facts. Oh, okay. 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 That makes sense. So no, mm-mm. <laughs> not gonna go there. Because I mean, you know, yeah. why don't we do it in the road? No one will be watching us. I'm like, somebody's gonna be watching somebody's you at some point. I mean, <laughs> unless it's a road in the middle of nowhere, you know. And yeah. even then. Yeah, Still where's risky. the story if somebody isn't watching you? Well, really? maybe they're just. Well, let's just when we're not being recorded discuss. Maybe we're all just dirty and do it doesn't actually mean do it. So why don't we donut? Why donut, don't we donut, we donut in, in the, the road? road? Why don't we do donuts in the road? <laughs> <laughs> I did a donut in a gas station in Milwaukee once in the middle of winter. It's just I didn't intend to. It was just like. Started moving the car, and then suddenly, oh, I'm spinning around. It's and then, so fun. And then, and then it stops like right next to a gas pump, and I'm like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't take out this gas pump. <laughs> that would have been bad. Yeah. Embarrassing too. I bought a donut at a gas station once. Does that count? I'm just kidding. Yes, Sorry. and with that, we're going to be pausing. For, <laughs> we're going to pause for a bit. After the break, we'll talk to Marion Hunter about their theater experiences. You're listening to Strutting and Threading, and we'll be right back. How did this happen? You have to believe me, Beast would never do anything to endanger Fable Town. I think this situation requires certain skill sets, Miss White. I guess it takes a wolf to track a wolf. We may have a problem. Protecting Fable Town was my job. I failed them. There are things that happened in the homelands. Things that nobody knows about. Whatever's happened is bad. But right now, Fable Town could use a little bad of their own. Welcome to Fable Town. For more information, go to fabletownseries.com. Welcome back to Strutting and Fretting. I'm talking with actor Hunter Green and director Marios from Godspell. So, uh, Hunter, why theater and how did you start? Why theater? I think theater for me has always been a form of therapy and kind of a way to escape from like the real world. And even more so as an adult, it's been really therapeutic for me. And so that's why theater therapy, that's my answer. Okay. And how did I start? Uh, I think I started cause my sister's, were doing theater at Playhouse 1960 and they were doing Peter Pan and my mom had me audition and I ended up being like the smallest Indian and I was adorable. But, okay. <laughs> so how old were um, you then? Uh, five or six. Okay. I was really little to yeah. the point where I think I have big memories of like everybody else doing choreography and I'm just like pushing my arms out like a crazy person and sure. not doing anything they're doing. Okay. That's not bad. But okay. that was my first show. So that wasn't therapy back then, honestly. No, 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 no. Okay. It's more, the therapy part of theaters more starts like whenever I was 14 or 15. Okay. And uh, even more so as an adult, especially since I've probably turned like 20, every show I've done has kind of helped me grow okay. into who I am. Okay, so when you were 5 to 14, were you doing theater throughout that time? Or yeah, okay. uh, I was doing theater at Ace Theater, and they're no longer a thing, but I grew up doing children's theater there. Uh-huh. Um, my first show there was Hey Ho Pinocchio, that is a real show, okay. and it was Cricky the Cricket. I had a green costume with like a green jacket and like tails on the back of it i don't know why i had to describe all that sorry but you um, liked your costume yeah that's cool i looked yep. my good life in that costume yeah so i remember it anywho uh did that show was terrible children's show okay i will say that i'll admit that because i've seen good children's theater but this was not good after that 
did a few more shows. I did Best Christmas Pageant Ever when I was like 9 or 10, mm-hmm. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, we used to go to Texas Nonprofit Theater Conference every summer. Mm-hmm. And that's actually some of like my greatest memories from childhood theater and going to that. Okay. And we, the first year I ever went, we wrote a show called Aesop's Fables, didn't write it. But what the director did is mm-hmm. he gave like three of us one of the fables and we'd have to go off and like write our own version by doing like improv with each other. And then we'd show it to everybody in the cast and then he would go home and kind of type up what we did and clean it up. And so we performed that and that was like the coolest thing I ever did as a kid because it was our thing and Mm -hmm. like we created that and it was so silly and dorky but Mm -hmm. hilarious for kids. And then once I get more into high school, I actually started to focus on choir a lot more and did that. And I only did two shows in high school, my junior and senior year. We did Working by Stephen Schwartz actually. Uh And my senior year we did The Music Man. And then after that... Um, didn't do theater for probably the first year after high school. Auditioned for a show down in Houston for a company that lasted two minutes called Aeon Theatrics. They shut down. (laughs) After Aeon Theatrics, I got a job with Main Street Theater through connections of people who were in the show with me and went and auditioned, got the job, proceeded to live the craziest school year of my entire life because we only worked during the school year that was like the greatest time of my life we'd have to drive to the theater every day get in a van at 5 a.m we were always so excited to see each other and like go play and get distracted and not actually do our real job sometimes but it was so much fun i wouldn't trade that for the world and then after that uh i decided to kind of stop doing professional stuff for whatever reason mm-hmm. and get a day job right and that's whenever the owen came about and i did smoky joe's there okay and then that i did white christmas i've done stuff at Crichton, uh drowsy chaperone and anything goes there greece fantastics which you were a part of so mm-hmm. yeah um and you were a part of christmas carol yeah and we did almost maine right and then streetcar I was an in Streetcar. And then, no. And then 20 minutes of Button Kelly Spelling Bee, and then now Godspell. Were you in Streetcar? No. I oh. indeed. Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Okay. It was a cool experience. I loved it. I love that show. It's intense. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dark stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. That's my story in a uh, basket. All right. Mary, how about you? Why theater? Why'd you start? How'd you start? I grew up doing lots of things, but theater was one of them. And then um, I went to school, and then I got married and had seven children. And as I was raising the children, they, we realized that they could sing. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we realized they could sing, then we thought, well, let's see if they want to do some acting, and, and they could do that too. So once we moved to Houston, so we did that in Michigan, mm-hmm. which is where we're from. Okay. And um, I was just pretty much driving them places, but learning and um, when we got to Houston, I started teaching for uh, CYT, uh, which is a youth theater organization. It was very fulfilling, mm-hmm. and uh, my classes were really good. Like We would have showcases, and they'd get standing ovations. And so then I started directing, um, and the shows, I, I don't know, I was just able to see how the shows should come together Mm -hmm. um we did little things like eliminate blackouts and you know just try to make our shows more current they were just um very high quality children's youth theater um and then people started asking me to direct and i did Uh and i loved it and it's kind of been from there yeah cool yeah do you have favorite shows that you've directed? Yes, I do. Uh, Les Mis, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Les Mis, is, it's a huge, ginormous production, and it's mm. uh, difficult to do well. And uh, so that's one of my favorites. Les Mis, um, I would say West Side Story is one of my favorites, and Godspell oh, are cool. probably my three top. 
yeah. favorites. Yeah. And I would say that probably as a director, the reason that one of the biggest reasons that the shows that I direct seem to connect with the audiences is I think I'm really good at choosing people to uh, hire for vocals or for choreography yeah. or mm-hmm. for to do the things that maybe I'm not so strong at. Sure. And for West Side, you just have to have a choreographer. You have to, It's mm-hmm. a dance show. So yeah. For Godspell, we, I knew we had to have the top vocal director that I could find and she's it. She's Ashley driver is amazing. Mm -hmm. So I do think that probably that's one of the reasons that uh, I get to be a part of seem to connect with audiences is I really like having strong people. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's half the, the job is, is um, finding your creative team and casting the right Mm -hmm. people. I think, Mm Mm-hmm. Half of your work is done as a director once you have the right collaborators. Mm-hmm. So. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And then doing a lot of work on the front end so that we're not scrambling at the end. Right. You know, being really well organized. Pre-production work. Pre-production work. Super important. Yeah, it is. That's cool. Yep. Do you have favorite roles, Hunter? And what are they? Jesus and Godspell. Yes. That's like now number one for me. High five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Matt and the Fantastics. Yeah. Dan and Almost Mean, uh-huh. which I did with your wife. Yes. Miss Anjali I, I remember. De La Santos. Yeah, I know. And she's pretty cool. She is. She's, she's like best. half of that scene. She's adorable. Makes it easier for you. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. And as long as we're going to go do that, I'm going to yeah. say take credit for ADing you in Fantastics. Yes. <laughs> but i'm sorry go on but no about your wife she's literally like the only reason i still have like two legs and arms yeah and the only reason like i probably like actually make it to stage like fully prepared before a show and she's like my saving grace and i love her and we keep each other up she's my theater wife and i'm claiming her oh wow yeah okay. i took that step tim Go Go wow Jeez. but she does that for everybody she back does. there she's, she's really always supportive. making sure everybody's okay that's who she is well that's true and i i know i know that and she's she's like a quadruple threat she's she's an yeah, she actor is. Dancer, singer, but she also has very, very strong technical theater background. Yes. She's hysterical. Yes. Yes. Anybody who comes to see uh, Godspell, uh, Anjali is just hysterical. Yeah. Yep. She's she's the fatted calf for sure. Oh, oh my gosh! Like, yeah. And goats, which is which is which does not sound like a compliment. But you have to see this show to understand what I mean by that. Oh, um, it's so funny. She's probably like listening outside the door right now, kind of like pumping her fist. <laughs> Good. Damn you, should. you, Tim. Why did you have to call me that? But, um, <laughs> You know, um, I thought you meant in a good way. Like, no, yes. I do mean that in a good way. Um, well, I mean what I said in a good way. Yeah. The the pumping fist thing, though, is like, oh, okay. punching the air is probably no, what I should have said. The fatted calf is so funny that the whole place really is, is just in yeah. it's stitches. It's so smart the way she does that. It's so smart. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a bucket list as far as 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 roles you want to do? Oh, do I? I do. You do. Um, Are you going to talk us? Feel free to tell us about that. Maybe. No. uh, (laughs) I want to do, I really want to do Peter and the Starcatcher. Yeah, that's such a good show. Like, yes. Um, What else would there be? See, now I thought you had a whole list. I have to think because (laughs) I know I have like shows I want to do, but most of them now I haven't thought about like my list of shows that I'd want to do in a sure. very long time. Yeah. And now it's like, I think I'm either too old for like what I used to be able to play. You know, like Gabe and me, Next to Normal. Yeah. Uh, I want to do Miss Saigon. I would do like anything in Miss Saigon. Really? Yeah. Wow. Even okay. though. Interesting. I don't know why. I just love Miss Saigon. Something about Is it. Is the music or yeah. just. Yeah, okay. Ugh. If anybody wants to live their life, go watch the Tony performance of the revival of Miss Saigon. You will live okay. your best life. That's my tip. Um, I would actually, not to acting, but I'd love to direct Doubt. 
I love oh, okay. Doubt so much. Um, Why wouldn't you want to be in Doubt? Doubt is a great show. That'd be a great vehicle for you. I'd rather direct it. Really? Mm-hmm. That's I a show I'd like to direct super too. Super minimalistic and simple. Oh, yeah, I, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Such a great show. And then uh, I just actually read. I finished reading it like two days ago. The last days of Judas Iscariot. Hmm. That. I don't read comedy scripts very often and like laugh out loud really hard, but there were parts of that script where I was like cackling reading it because I don't know why. And I totally want to see Tiffany Haddish play St. Vincent. Just go read all the St. Vincent monologues. That'll make perfect sense. (laughs) I know this is about me. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) uh, I think that's all I can get right now. I want to be in rent. Obviously, okay. like what person my age doesn't. Right. Nobody wants to do that. You could still do it. Yeah. So it's a possibility. As opposed to me, who's like really pushing it. But it's okay. You can do it. I, I can do it because I got my hair dyed. But that will only work for so long. Because <laughs> I look like, the, you know, if I start to look like this wrinkled guy with baggy eyes <laughs> and new hair, they'll know something's up. <laughs> So yeah, I expect that will only work for another five years, and then I'll just have to turn it in. Yeah. Um, Mary, how about you? Are there 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 shows out there that you still want to do? I'd love to do Next to Normal. Yeah. I love Next to Normal. I would do Les Mis again because I did it with kids, and I would love to do it with an age appropriate cast. Yeah. It's just such a powerful show, Mm -hmm. and you'd have to do it right. And the one show I'd like to do, because I know I'd do it differently than anybody's ever done it, is Into the Woods. Uh And I get so tired of seeing it the same show. Every time I go, it's like, oh my gosh, it's just the same show. How would you do it? Well, Well, there is a clear heroine in Into the Woods that is never, she never gets her due, and it's Cinderella. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cinderella survives. Cinderella takes care of everybody. She has a clear character arc from beginning to end. And nobody ever plays that up. And I would just mm. totally, yeah. And I, I would probably um, just make it a little less. I mean, I know I'm not saying that Sondheim did anything wrong because he's perfect and he did it right. Yeah. But everybody just does it that way, you know, yeah. just does it his way. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to copy somebody. Sure. And. I just I I've just watched it and gone oh geez I just think I could really... speaking of copying do you want me to take that part out so that nobody gets that idea? <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't care yeah. no that's fine I would if somebody did it I'd be thrilled okay. to to enough. see that somebody had wreck it because it's always the baker's wife and I'm like it's Cinderella she survives she's the tough one mm-hmm. she she's the one who figures out I don't need these guys I'm I'm okay just the way I am. I just love her character, and no, and she's just kind of wimpy through the whole show. It mm-hmm. just drives me nuts. I like that. <laughs> that yeah. would drive me insane, too. Yeah. Do either of you have anything coming up after this? I'm moving to moving Michigan. Moving to Michigan. Yeah. So this is your last show for the Owen. Or, it is. Or in Houston area. Yeah. So yeah. is that kind of bittersweet for you? Or? It's bittersweet, but <clears throat> not to get too religious or anything I really believe that it was a gift from God that I got to do Godspell Mm because it's a show that I truly love and feel really honored that this is my last show in in Texas and what they've done with it is just so far beyond anything that I expected and our crowds are great Mm -hmm. just great so that's cool I do I feel like it was a gift so it's nice to, to sort of um, end a kind of a, a branch of your career on a high mm-hmm. note, too. Yeah. So, Hunter, are you got anything lined up? I'm you... also coincidentally moving to Michigan. Mm. Wow. No, I'm joking. Oh! I know, right? <laughs> like, Mary and I, like, being separated from her, like, yeah. we're going to be emailing constantly, I guarantee. Right. I think so. Because yeah. she kind of, like, feeds my soul. Like, uh-huh. she just... I love Mary so much. She's so cool. Um, my plans for the future, absolutely nothing. I'm taking a long break. I am mentally exhausted from playing Jesus. Yeah. I know that sounds pretentious, but really, <laughs> I have processed like so much no, in the past I, few months that no. I just need to like 
lay back and take life easy. For no one. But doesn't that show on stage? Yeah, it does. You leave it all out there, and you know, everything is left on the stage. I don't so. know how you do it every night. I it's, really don't. Um, well, you know, part of the obviously the biggest part of Jesus's character is sacrifice, and I feel like you have that right. Sorry to be. <laughs> it's okay. We, we have we we have water, ladies and gentlemen. We've we've got water. It's fine. I don't want anybody to go dry. Um, but no, I mean that seriously. That's uh, you you hit all the right notes in this show, and it's it's gotta be it's gotta be difficult for you. It's it's such a ride emotionally, and um, I mean for the audience too. I it just. Uh, I won't spoil the show for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but there's a part of um, the Beautiful City song where I just, as an audience member, started just crying. Mm. And it's, um, I, I won't go into the visual element that kind of helped trigger that. I mean, but the, the song itself is beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's, there, there comes a part of the show where it's about this, teacher who has given you so much and now he has to say goodbye unexpectedly and i mean not necessarily fully unexpected to him but you know for for the rest of you know that group and you kind of get caught up in it and it's um you know you're doing good theater when you've got an emotional response on that level and then that's I'm not going to say it's rare, but it's, you know, it's, it's, I come with that expectation a lot and, and, and I've been disappointed a lot too. And this, this show does not disappoint. So, um, kudos to both of you and the the rest of the cast for being part of it. The cast is just amazing. They're from every, every single person in that cast. Nobody, everybody comes together and they have their own unique, Yep. personality and I don't think any of us are like similar and I think we're all so like so different from each other yeah. and that's why this kind of melts together yeah. and it just kind of goes and even from the first read through we had we could all tell already mm-hmm. that this was something special mm-hmm. and how quickly like insanely fast this cast just bonded with each other mm-hmm. was it was amazing to experience and be a part of. And and last Saturday, there were just little weird things that were going wrong that we've never experienced. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so fascinating because at first I kind of got, oh no, this you know, we have this huge full audience and things are going wrong. And then I started watching the cast take care of each other yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. And I then I thought, I'm so grateful that these things are going wrong because... I can see how they are such a family. They are such a family. They didn't skip a beat. They just kept taking care of one another. The umbrella, well, the umbrellas didn't open, so they shared umbrellas. (laughs) You know, it was just, it was just a sight. And I I think that there's so much competition in theater. There's no competition on that stage. It's just how are we going to take care of each other through the next two and a half hours and over the next couple of weeks and... It's been just remarkable to watch. And I think we all push each other to mm-hmm. our limits, which adds like a whole other level to it, mm-hmm. especially for me and like watching all nine other people on stage. And it's like, how are all of you this talented? Mm-hmm. So that has just like pushed me to be like even better than I thought it could ever be. And like, even the night after opening our family and friends night, I walked into the theater and Mary and I were talking about how like people are saying it's like unbelievable. And it's like, what about it is unbelievable. And like, we're standing there like <laughs> trying to figure it out together. of like, why are people so moved by this? Right. But it's also because we've been staring at the show yeah. so deeply sure. with serious intent to put something on there. That's raw, vulnerable, mm. beautiful, and I think all of the hard work has come to fruition and yeah. it's paid off, which is like extremely humbling to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm me just too. so, I'm still like processing last weekend. I, I am too. fully processed it because it was like, <laughs> I've never too. had moments on stage and I have a really hard time getting vulnerable in front of crowds. Mm-hmm. And so, especially on Thursday night, that first night, it was just, 
liberating. And yeah. every time I've done this, it's like there's this whole part of me that just lights up again. And it's yeah. like, I'm here, I'm ready. I feel so much more creative and balanced. And yeah. I know this is like really deep stuff, but... No, it's I mean, what we're here to do. Yeah, and it's, like I said earlier, it's really just been kind of a life changer and a yeah. game changer for me. For me cool. too. I think for the whole cast and for our band. I mean, then there's oh the band. Gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're ridiculous. <laughs> They're crazy. I love them. And they love it. They're like, can we take this on the road? And we're, <laughs> well, golly, wouldn't that be fun? Yes. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Uh, but the band is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Uh, our keyboardist was playing so hard on the piano that he broke a string. I mean, he's just, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, he's just okay. like so into it and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the amazing Godspell, uh, which you have, um, if you're listening to this right away, you have two more weekends to see. Um, Hunter Green plays Jesus and Mary Ost directed the Owen Theater production of Godspell, which runs weekends through March 24th. Tickets are on sale at owentheater.com. That's O-W-E-N. T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot com. So, you know, some people spell theater differently and just want to make sure you go to the right place. Um, <laughs> get your tickets in a hurry for The End Is Nigh. Uh, I know, started I told out with you. It and we told ended you. with it. You got Dad two in jokes. there. Did you it. got two. Dad jokes. I was so happy because you hadn't gotten another one in. in the, yes. Right there. there it is. Just yeah. pumped it back. Right at the just end. full circle. Okay, there we go. <laughs> You, oh God, you, boy, have been listening to Strutting and Fretting, Conversations with Actors and Performing Artists from Houston and Beyond. Our theme music is by Ben Miller. And speaking to you from Studio E42, I'm your host, Timothy Eggert. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the cheap seats. Bye-bye. How did this happen? You have to believe me, Beast would never do anything to endanger Fabletown. I think this situation requires certain skill sets, Miss White. I guess it takes a wolf to track a wolf. We may have a problem. Protecting Fabletown was my job. I failed them. There are things that happened in the homelands. Things that nobody knows about. Whatever has happened is bad. But right now, Fabletown could use a little bad of their own. Welcome to Fabletown. For more information, go to fabletownseries.com.